0: six seasons i still can't get this technical thing right
1: i think you have that thing that old people have in their fingers when they're trying to like touch their ipad or their iphone and the button doesn't work do you like old people fingers i
0: pushed the the music button and it didn't work but i had it muted and i don't even know when i muted it to do that (laughs) i have the old the old people thing
1: yeah like their fingers they like try to press the button and the button doesn't work, well, and so you, they just keep pressing well, it. You
0: always make fun of me on the iPad, because you're, like, you, like, You're pressing it. it really hard. Like, you press it as opposed to, like, swiping. Like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, doing that to the iPad.
1: You just got to tap it. You don't press it. Tap it.
0: I need to go back and watch those old uh, Steve Jobs, the videos when he, like, introduced the iPhone and the iPad. And he's, like, look, it's so simple. You just got to gently press it. Don't, like, Don't do that. It's not designed (laughs) for that. Oh my gosh. I know. Here we are. Law and Disorder Season 6, Episode 10.
1: Big 1-0.
0: 1-0. Double digits. Mm -hmm. Bam. We're here.
1: Yeah. Let's thank the sponsors.
0: Thank you to Wavespace Audio for the music. Even though I can't always get it right, I do appreciate your help on this. (laughs) Thank you to them. Thank you to Young Ideas. Dish for all of your Dish Network and your Google product needs. And I believe young ideas is up for an award. They're like, I don't know if you know this, but they're like one of the top independent retailers of dish network in the country. Nice. And they get nominated for like store of the year, like almost annually. So I believe right now they're, they're nominated for that. I don't think as of the time of this recording, they've actually like been given them that award yet, but yeah, they're always like a top 10 top five.
1: Kudos to them. Man. Yeah.
0: We got good sponsors. Hell yeah. They know what they're doing better than we do oh for sure so here we are and we've hyped this up we've talked about it in the past i think we've been talking about this since like episode two Mm -hmm. we said we're gonna do no i think episode one we said we're gonna do a book club and here we are we finally have a book a book review yes the lawn disorderly book review
1: our first ever.
0: It took us like seven months to <laughs> read this dang book.
1: No, it took us more like four and a half, okay, instead of th- uh, three, because we want to do this quarterly.
0: Yeah, well, it took it's semi-annually. <laughs> um,
1: but for our first ever book club read, we chose to read um, *Spare* by Harry.
0: Is he Harry Spencer, or what is he, Harry? Uh, Prince Winds- Windsor. <laughs> Harry Windsor. I, no, I guess his mom. Prince Harry. His mom was Spencer. Yes. Okay. Well, he but he wouldn't be Harry Spencer. Mm-mm. Harry Prince. <sighs> Harry former Prince.
1: Prince Harry. I don't know. I just call him Prince Harry.
0: He's just Harry. The the artist formerly known as Prince Harry.
1: Sure. <laughs> um. But I have thoughts. I have feelings. I'll give my overall reading. Because I don't want to spoil the book. Like, I'm not going to sit here and give you a play-by-play of everything. But I think we could talk about our, our initial thoughts and feelings.
0: So, well, you go first. I want you to, I want to.
1: So, I, I I, don't know what I was, I guess I was expecting something different when he wrote like a, this book. a bombshell? Book. Yeah. Like, I want, I was expecting more, What 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 do I call it? Like, unearthed secrets. I wanted more details. I, I was really actually looking for like detailed memories is what I was wanting. Um I knew nothing about this book other than it was like his past, right? Mm-hmm. That's all I knew. But I thought maybe I would get like hopefully somewhat patched up conversations he would have with his mom or like family family discussions and and, and things like that. Now obviously he's not going to remember everything word for word. Um but you don't really get all that. Um it's 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 a memory that he's telling in his own words, but he's still kind of vague about it.
0: So I I read the book differently. Well, I didn't read it. It read to me. When I bought the book, I thought I was buying the book, the the digital book, and I actually bought the audiobook <laughs> as read by Harry so he's reading the book to me. So I'm hearing this in his own words. It was kind of interesting like that. I've never done an audiobook where that person's reading it. So that was kind of cool.
1: Did you enjoy it?
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, So the one thing that I really like, I really appreciated. I was about 16 when his mother died. And he was nine, eight, I think when she died. Right? I think he was.
1: No, he was a little bit older. Was he a little He older? was like 12.
0: I okay. I, I mean, I know he was younger. The, oh, yeah, because his brother's about my age. That's about right. So you were kind of hearing things from his standpoint being the, I guess, the unimportant royal. Like how certain things were said like differently towards him than it was towards his brother. And how like we're trying to protect his brother but you're just kind of here and you're going to take it however we give it to you. You know, you were hearing like a lot of his experiences with the paparazzi. And I mean, the paparazzi started there in the UK. I mean, the way the paparazzi is now here has been like that for, I think decades towards the Royals. Like, I guess that's where they got their claim to fame is, you know, Mm -hmm. we were always covering the Royals, but I mean, it was kind of cool to hear some of the stuff that he was going through psychologically. I mean, cause he's like a teen, he's a young teenager, preteen, whatever, when all that happened and his relationship with his brother kind of got strained then because again, one brother, I, I don't want to say it, but like one brother is more important than the other. I mean, isn't that what they said? This, this, you have the heir and you have the spare. Yep. And it was literally like the spare is for spare parts. It's like, if, if, he needs a kidney transplant. We're going to go to this guy first. Like, it's like, if your brother needs a leg, we're taking yours. This is what you signed up for kid. So it was, that was like, I didn't really know that part. Like, you know, but then you just got to, I I remember he's, he keeps talking about, the one thing I keep remembering is he kept referring to his mom after she passed. It's like, well, while mom was on her, while mom was away, when he was a kid, he kept thinking like, she's not really dead. You know? she's 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 away she's hiding she's doing like elvis she's she'll be back you know and that's those are like innocent thoughts like of a kid who just lost his mom who who's trying not to accept the fact that she's gone
1: and doesn't fully understand death yet either
0: yeah so i mean that's the stuff i really re- like that that's what really got to me on that book is because like i said i remember when it happened i mean i was 16 17 years old when she died so i remember all that i remember the funeral i I remember all that stuff with those kids so that's kind of to me it's different because you were how old were you when they when she died she died in 97
1: yeah so i was a lot younger so i don't remember i was probably five ish yeah i i didn't really even know fully who she was i just knew like princess diana cool she had blonde hair and that's like literally all i knew um And when she died, I was like, "Oh, that's sad." And then I moved on with my life because it didn't, you know, I didn't watch it on TV or anything like that. I didn't watch her interview before that, nothing, because I couldn't really read well either. So it's not like I'm reading tabloids about them and stuff. Um, so it was it was interesting. That's really what I was hoping for was more intimate, you know, a more intimate look in his past with his mom. But that's not really. I guess what the whole book is about is about his overall life. It just kind of starts with her death. So it's hard. Right. You're not going to make memories with her after she died. Um, but I I, I I feel bad because he did have he, he's had a hard life. He's faced a lot of controversies and he's had to go through a lot with his family. I mean, his dad is selfish and awful and his brother's not a good big brother and he lost his mom. And I, I feel bad. But the whole time I was reading the book, maybe it's because I read it in my own voice or something, but I couldn't help but feel like, okay, boohoo for you. You're so incredibly privileged person. And I am so sorry that you had to grow up with all this privilege and money. And yeah, it kind of sucks when the paparazzi write stories about you. And that's something not everyone's going to have to go through. But when you have to look at the scale of things... If I had to choose between being the spare but still living in a palace, still being royal, and just having the tabloids write bad things about me, versus being poor, working eighty hours a week, trying to keep a roof over my head, which would I pick?
0: Yeah, you you know, it was very woe is me. But I guess, I guess in his defense, that's all. That's the life he's. He doesn't know. Yeah, he he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't know that, and all he sees is. I mean, anybody that's anybody that has siblings can kind of relate to him to an extent because there's always a joke with like, oh, my my brother's the golden child or my sister's the golden child or your brother. You know, there's always those jokes in the family. But it's like in this scenario, it's not one of those things where your parents are like, no, no, we really love both of you equally. It's like here. It's like, no, we're literally showing you that this person is more important than you. Like that's the, I think that's the weird thing. Like if you if you've grown up with siblings and you've ever felt jilted by your parents. It's like this kid lives it every day. And it's like, you are no more important than this child. This guy is always gonna be more important than you. And his kids are more important than you. And their kids are more important than you. Cause they're the ones that are going to, that are going to be, you know, the heads of the Royal family one day, not you. All these people have to die before you get a chance. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're just here for the ride. And again, you're just spare parts. You're just a dude. Mm-hmm. i guess that's the that's the thing it's like the grand scheme of things it's like oh okay like they're not all the same they don't all have the same privileges i mean they're privileged but i guess it's like hey yeah you're lucky to be here but that's it like you don't really mean anything we don't really care about you we don't really care about your safe like we don't care about your safety for the sake of you we care about your safety for the sake of him that's kind of what I got out of it is I don't know. It's kind of twisted, actually.
1: It is. But I think in the end of it, you know, even though it was a really hard decision for him to leave the UK and kind of like say, I don't want these royal duties anymore and give them up. I would say a whole life of going through that of just they don't care about me. I'm not the most important. You know, they couldn't care less. They don't like my wife. Blah, blah, blah. Um, It's like, okay, well, then I'll leave. Bye and it's yeah. like like they they didn't really put up this huge huge fight for him to stay. They're like, "No, please stay. Don't go."
0: Well, and I guess it's it's because it's not it's not a family for the sake of a family. It's a business that happens to be a family. So it's like everything that they see is not like it's all a business decision. It's not a it's not like what it's good, what's good for business. It's not what's good for the family. Yep, it's really weird, actually, and that's the way it's been for hundreds of years.
1: I know we just had the um, coronation of the now King Charles, mm-hmm. and I saw in the news that Harry went. He was at the coronation. But I think he was in the UK for, like, less than 48 hours before he was already out and back in the US. Yeah, like, he... he went literally for the coronation. I don't know if he was in any pictures. I didn't look for pictures, but I didn't see him in any. He might have been in one or two, like, group family pictures. Because, like, he wasn't in his royal robes or anything. No. He was in a Dior suit, which was very, like, normal over there. Yeah, <laughs> And, and then he just came home. And
0: that's kind of another thing, too. It's like, hey, you're no spe- more special than Katy Perry. Yeah. Like, even though that's your brother, even though your dad's a king, like, you're no more special than Elton John or Katy Perry. You're just a, a visitor. It's I like, think that's... Thanks so, for coming.
1: I, I don't think he minded it either. I didn't read anything. But personally, I'm like, he went strictly for his dad, I think. Because at the end of the day, I know he's... In the book, he's like, I do love my father. He loves his dad. And I think he wanted to be there for that moment, but everything else that comes with that, he didn't
0: want to be a part of. It's some, I mean, to me, it seems like, I mean, I know that you, I mean, I'm sure he developed some kind of, well, he did. He's like, he developed some kind of PTSD towards all this and the way the machine works. But you would think that that's hard to go back. Like, you're going back to that for your dad. You don't want to go back to that and you don't want to have to get yourself all stressed out. And then read all about it in the tabloids just to go back home and like go back to normal. It's like you got to put on this facade just to go there, have your thick skin, and then come back home. And like you got to decompress. His wife's got to, I'm sure she has to deal with a lot of crap. Like emotionally from him. Like, you know, just him trying to uh, process that. So, you know. But it could have had more like. I'm like kind of like drama. You, yeah. You know, it could have had, Like a yeah. little off to it. It's stuff we already knew, I guess.
1: Yeah. It was just slightly more behind this. <clears throat>
0: but I think the book teased, I think they teased it, that it was going to be like a bigger bombshell than it was. Definitely. So
1: that's why I was so excited to start reading it. And then I got halfway through it, and I'm like, I'm not as excited anymore.
0: It's kind of like if you saw the trailer for Avatar and then you watched Avatar and it didn't live up to the hype at all. And you're just like, Oh, it's like, not avatar like you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like that i guess you, you just you read the 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 preface of the book and you heard about it and had interviews about it and you're like ooh, it's gonna be a really good book like oh what kind of scandal are we gonna read and then it's like oh it's not a flop but it's not as juicy as we thought it was gonna be mm-hmm. you got me you, you got my 30 bucks good job. and
1: and another reason i i i feel very woes me about it is that when he gave up his title you know his dad was basically like well we can't give you any money you know even though they own billions of dollars yeah you know but they're like yeah we can't give you any money and so he did inherit money from his mom and so they use that money to move to the us yeah. but at the end of the day they're still way more privileged than most americans so i still don't feel that bad because they're living in this beautiful house in california you know megan made good money being on what show was she on sweets or something uh, suits excuse suits. me uh and so i mean like they are they're still very very privileged
0: i think that was a part early on in the book wasn't he talking or, or, or somewhere in the book he's talking about like they lost their security or they knew they were going to lose their security and it's like mm-hmm. it became like a big thing like oh we're just gonna poof they're gonna be gone like, like yeah the royal snapped their fingers and all right see you later you're on your well, own
1: he's also used to having security around him his whole life growing up right
0: yeah because i mean they are guarded i mean they're guarded like the president you know so and then one day it's like nope you don't have that anymore <laughs> you're just on your own go get your own security
1: Alright, why don't we give our, our overall rating? Like out of what? Five stars? to five stars?
0: Five stars. You're gonna give it no, no, five no, stars. No. I'm saying out of five stars. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, I'm gonna give it like three.
1: That's what I was gonna say.
0: It's it's not I think it's a good book to read, especially if you like I mean, because it does have some historical value to it. Um and it and, and it gives you a behind the scenes look on some things that you really don't know about the royal family. But again, like, I take away two stars because you're expecting, like, you're expecting, like, fireworks and you get a bottle rocket. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just expecting, like, bam. And it's like, boom.
1: I would have loved for question like, everything he talked about answered questions. But I think it would have been so much better for him to do, like, this big tell-all interview like his mom did. Yeah. That would have been chef's kiss. Like, oh, my gosh. you already alienated. Why yeah. not?
0: Why not? I mean, that's... And really, I guess the reality of it is, is that you're not that jilted and you're not that separated from the machine if you're not willing to to thumb your nose at him. Like, his mom was like, F you, I'm out of here. Like, mom wasn't scared of that stuff.
1: Yeah. So the book was interesting. It just wasn't exciting. So, I mean, I, I'm glad I read it. Would I read it again? Probably not. I don't see the reason to. But, I mean... If you see it at your local library, try it. Check it out. Would I pay $20 for this book? No, I'm glad I did not. Um, but I, I'd read it if I got a
0: free copy. You didn't have to pay for it?
1: I know I paid for it, but I bought it on my Kindle, and it was a much cheaper price. I think it was like
0: 30 bucks for me or 25 well, or something. Well, you
1: also bought an audiobook.
0: I didn't. That's that's BS, too, because it doesn't even tell you it's an audiobook. It's just like I, I, I got into the books app on uh, the iPad, and I searched spare and you see the picture of the book. And then I clicked on it and I, I bought it. And then I clicked on it and it started playing. And I'm like, wait a minute. He's just reading it. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe, maybe it's an audio accompaniment. I can't, there's no book. <laughs> I, have, I have to listen to Prince Harry read this thing to me. I couldn't even, like, you know, mute it and just read through it. No, you have to have it read to you
1: yeah maybe next time read the description I was so mad uh, and yeah uh, I
0: was so mad at that
1: so Lawn Disorder Review Spare by Prince Harry 3 out of 5 stars
0: 3 out of 5 stars we're gonna do another book we don't know what we're gonna do yet we'll maybe we it.
1: should do something fiction something that might be a little more exciting
0: hmm or maybe we should do like a like a classic book that's fiction you know, something like Fahrenheit 451 or... I mean, anything fiction going to be more exciting. or something like that. I don't know. I'm talking about we do like one of those like really good fiction books.
1: Maybe I'll try to pick out a few and we'll do a poll online if you guys want to vote and pick one out for us. That'll mm-hmm. help. Sometimes I can't make decisions, so make the decision for us.
0: Have you ever read like Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer and all that?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think my school read other books.
0: Or maybe we should find the list of the banned books, like the classic books, and read one of those.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And find out what's so bad about it. Like, talk about what's so, like, what made it so controversial. Maybe we should do that. I kind of like that.
1: I like that idea, too.
0: You know, and it's probably a book that we've read at some point in life in school. And Oh, yeah. Well, they banned them after I got out, so maybe you didn't read it.
1: Well, they banned children's books, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Books are bad. Well, some books. <laughs> so, now... Let's talk about this next segment.
1: Yeah, let's let's kind of change our wheels here and move on from books to some questions. So we're going to do a segment of Would You Rather? And I think everyone knows how this game works. I won't sit here and explain it. We're going to ask some Would You Rather questions and see what our answers are.
0: Okay, am I reading them to you or you're reading them to me?
1: Um, we, we can turns? go back and forth. You can go first.
0: Okay, so this one's for you. Would you rather have constantly dry eyes or a constant runny nose? Dry eyes. Really? Yep. Why is that?
1: Because if my nose is constantly running, I'll constantly be blowing my nose. And then like after a while, when you've been doing that and you've gone through like a whole box, one, you just went through a whole box. That's so going to get expensive because you're mm-hmm. bu- using tissues, hankies, whatever. And then your nose just gets sore. Because, like, you're blowing your nose so much, it gets red, it gets dry, it hurts. And, like, I just can't walk around, like, with stuff plugged up my nose all the time.
0: See, I mean, I would agree with that. Do you wear contacts? Yes. Okay, I wear contacts, too. I don't know if I can handle constant dry as wearing contacts. Like, because it's a, it's a nightmare. when they gets really When they get dry, like, they burn... And I don't wear glasses at all. Like, I, I mean, I think I wear glasses like one hour a day. So I'm not, I'm, and I'm not going to go outside in public in my glasses. I'm just not going to do it. So, I mean, my glasses are horrible. They're thick. I got a horrible prescription. Like, no, it's like, I'd rather just have my nose running because I'll be damned if I'm going to wear these big Coke bottle glasses all around the world.
1: I'd rather just put eye drops in than have to blow my nose all the time.
0: Mm-mm. No, because when my eyes get dry, they get dry, dry. And it's like, like i'm driving and i'm like squinting and i can't see and i'm putting eye drops in and they when they're really dry it's like you put eye drops and sometimes it hurts more it like burns does that make sense you ever have that problem like when it's yeah. so dry that like eye drops don't do anything it's almost like putting water in your eye it just it just hurts it's like your eyes are like no you can't there's nothing you can do to make this work it's just take them out
1: i'd rather just squint
0: no i can't i can't squint i'm blind
1: I mean, I'm pretty blind too, but I'd still rather squint with dry eyes and contacts. You and then
0: you have a teddy, a big human sized teddy bear in here. You and this teddy bear could be right next to each other. And if I wasn't wearing my contacts, I wouldn't know which one is which until you open your mouth. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah, you are blind.
0: Yes. So I, I see things. Literally, I see things differently than you. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so, no way. So no, I, want, I don't want dry eyes at all.
1: All right. Next question. And I will ask it to you. Would you rather find your true love or a suitcase with $5 million inside?
0: I mean, if I find $5 million, can I just go find a true love?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, there were little uh, side notes to these. And I think it was, you can never find true love. It's either get your true love or you get $5 million, but you never fall in love.
0: Huh? What would you do?
1: I would find my true love because in this day and age, especially with this economy, $5 million will not last me as long as
0: I would hope it would. And you know what? I mean, I was joking. I'd, I'd rather have my true love. But $5 million, once you find that $5 million, then you got to report it. So it's like $3 million.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Like the taxes are just going to take an out. Okay, so then you're at three. And then, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're not as good at investing as some people, like you're, you're gonna go through that money kind of fast if it's you're like, not careful. It's like I want to,
0: I want to know: is this question five million dollars after taxes or before taxes?
1: And is it five million U.S. dollars? Maybe it's five million in a different currency, and oh, then that's it's not like, very,
0: yeah, is it a euro or is it something? Is it a
1: that's... peso? Yeah, is it a yen? You <laughs> like...
0: need to, they need to be more specific on that question. We'll call that one a draw. Um, question 3, would you rather never have to work again or never have to sleep again and you won't feel tired or suffer negative health effects?
1: Never have Oh, I would never want to work again. Really? Yeah. I like sleeping.
0: But you see, but you would rather just not work. Yeah. But what are you going to do with your time?
1: I mean, sleep? if I knew if I knew I was financially Uh, you know, what is it? Secure? Yeah. If I knew I was financially secure and stable, no, I wouldn't want to work. I would literally do anything else. I would find hobbies. Um, I would do things for fun. I would cook. I would do house repairs. I would travel. I would join clubs.
0: I know, but if you could stay up 24 hours a day, you could join clubs. You could travel. You could work out. You could cook. You could do all those things, but that's how the vampires were right in the, in the, what's the vampire, in Twilight? They didn't sleep.
1: I think for me, it's a mental thing. Like, obviously it says here, I would never get tired or have any of the negative effects. Like I wouldn't hallucinate and stuff like that. I would just feel normal all the time, but don't you just like want to break? Like, okay. And like, let's say this, let's say this. Okay. I can never sleep, but everyone else does. So from the time, the 12, eight to 12 hours, everyone's sleeping. What am I supposed to do? I guess I'd talk to people
0: on the other side of the world. Talk to people on the other side of the world. I can paint the house. I can cook But I need a mental
1: break. Like, I need to break up my day.
0: But it's saying that you're not going to have any of the mental side effects.
1: No, and I'm not saying I'll have a mental side effect from being tired. It's just like I want to be able to take my mind somewhere and not have to think and not have to be doing something or talking to someone. And a good way to do that is to take a nap, is to sleep. Because you can shut your brain off. And if I can't shut my brain off ever, I think I would get really, really anxious.
0: I don't know if I can shut it off now to begin with. And I get sleep. So I, I think it's it's kind of a wash for me. I, I think I'd rather just not sleep.
1: No, I don't want to work. I'd rather travel and do literally anything else. Not that I'm not grateful for my job. I love my job and the work I do. But
0: if you someone know, told
1: me, N- you never have to worry about money again, I would quit my job.
0: So it it sounds great. But I, I think in my head, I would give, I think it, it's, it's almost a catch 22. Like you're going to be bored either way. You're going to be bored because you never get to sleep and you're going to be bored because you never have to work. Like I can only not work for so long. I have to do something. I had to go work. Even if I, if I won the lottery today, I'd go be a door greeter at Walmart or something. Like I'd go work whatever job just gets me, just like keeps me moving. And then it's like, oh, if I get fed up, it's like, ah, eh, I'm out. I'm a billionaire. I don't care. And then I'll go work at friggin' Arby's. I'll do that for a couple of weeks. It's like, oh, I'm out. I'm a billionaire. There's enough jobs out there where I can find something every day. You know? I'm going to go shovel snow for the day. And it's like, ah, eh, I don't need to do this. I'm a billionaire. Always staying busy. But I got to do something.
1: Nah. I don't want to work. You don't want to work. I didn't work. have
0: to. Fair enough. What's next?
1: All right. Question number four. Would you rather... Be fluent in all languages and never be able to travel or be able to travel anywhere for a year in the world, but never be able to learn a word of a different language.
0: Can I use the, uh, the Google headphones that translate for you? No. So I just go somewhere and I don't know what you're saying to me. Yep. No, I want to know what's being said to me. That's how people get beheaded. (laughs) Like, no, you're not going to last a year.
1: So you'd rather be fluent in all languages, but then just be stuck living where you are and never being able to travel.
0: Like, what's my confines? Is it America or is it like, am I not allowed, allowed to leave Texas?
1: I'll say the country. And since the majority of the country, our main language is English. Then, yeah, you wouldn't be able to, like, leave the continental United States.
0: So I can't go to Hawaii. Right, that's continental. That's not continental. Continental is the land.
1: I said continental.
0: I thought the continental was. I was the just land, making it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so if I could, if I could stay in America, like if I'm allowed to travel America, then yeah, I'm fine knowing all the languages. I still get to travel somewhere, mm-hmm. but no, I don't want to go somewhere and not know what's being said to me. That, I'm telling you, that's how people get beheaded. No, that's how you end up with a bad surgery. In Tijuana or something, you know, you get drugged and you get kidnapped and that stupid unsolved mystery show that you watch. That's how you end up on that show. What about you?
1: I guess, I guess, I don't know. I, I think I would take the risk and go to the country. Now, would I go to like every country? Maybe not. I try to go to whatever we consider a safe country would
0: be. There's not that many. America's not even that safe I know,
1: I know, but... I mean, nowhere safe if you think about it. But I don't want to miss out on that opportunity just because I don't understand what people are saying. I mean, there are people here with accents speaking English that I can barely understand sometimes. That's true. So I would rather go and have the experience of seeing, you know, the nature, the buildings, whatever, the castles, whatever I'm seeing and have my own experience, even if it's by myself, not communicating with I anyone. I want to know what's
0: being said. I need to know. I need to know something horrible could happen to me and I wouldn't even know it.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm taking a big risk.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So my turn for you, would you rather have the police hunting you for a murder? You didn't commit or a psychopath clown hunting you.
1: Oh, police, police for sure. I'd rather have the police hunting me. I've watched enough true crime to know n- not, not trying to bash Police forces out there, but it's not going to be as scary as I think a psychopathic clown because the police need to follow all these rules and procedures, right? Mm-hmm. They have to get warrants, they have to get evidence. Um, a lot of police departments don't have the funds or the resources to have people <laughs> and, and to come hunt me down. They can't
0: afford me. <laughs> they can't afford to
1: chase me, and. <laughs> They might not have as experienced detectives and police officers. So I feel like my chances of being able to avoid and prove my own innocence against the police is higher than being hunted down by a psychopathic clown trying to hunt and murder me because they're crazy. Like they're going to do whatever they have to do. They don't have to follow rules and procedures. They don't have a boss. They don't follow the rules. They just do what they want. And if they have to, you know, murder a building full of people to get to me they're gonna do
0: that i know how i like how you how you're hoping that your crime you didn't commit happens in like mayberry <laughs> with some inept police officers you're like ha. you don't have the technology so can i hunt the clown like am i able to fight back or is this clown just gonna chase me and i'm just i'm like a damsel in distress
1: i mean you can fight back like, you could fight back on the police officers, too. I'll allow it, yeah.
0: I know, but I can't. Well, you can't fight with the police officers. And you, you really I mean, you commit can, a crime,
1: but, but you'll get arrested.
0: But if I commit a crime against a psychopathic clown in Texas, it's self-defense.
1: And you're a hero.
0: I know. And then I'll probably get money, and I won't have to work ever again.
1: But the clown is still trying to kill you, so you have to be able to. But I've killed the clown. That's if you kill the clown. The police aren't going to kill you unless you're threatening them.
0: I will kill the clown.
1: How do you You, know? You know what?
0: Here's what I'll do. I will get chased by the clown. You get chased by the police. And I will have the clown lure me to the police while they're chasing you. And say, hey, he's with Caitlyn. And then they'll get the clown. Bam. And then after that, we'll even say, hey, the clown did it, not (laughs) Caitlyn.
1: We're we'll both, just blackmail the clown we're
0: both free
1: <laughs> <laughs> Woo! we did it
0: <laughs> we solved the crime everybody oh my god this is poor clowns going down
1: now i don't want to watch clown movies ever again if
0: you're a psychopathic clown thinking about chasing me just know that i've already figured you out and you're going down don't for a come crime after that, me I... you're going down for a crime you didn't commit <laughs> for eight? you're going down for a crime they thought she did through I know I'm gonna fight back.
1: I know self defense, so don't come at me.
0: Okay, that was actually pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I I hoped I picked some good questions. I want to mix up a little. I don't
0: bit. know what the heck you're reading that's making us come up with these weird questions. <laughs> like, it's, it's that lack of sleep. It's the internet. It's that lack of sleep. You need to sleep. Well, that's a good way to wrap up episode ten. Ten. I'm doing like the little X. The <laughs> and that roman numeral 10 bam
1: one oh you know i've never heard that uh, i just made it up
0: well that wraps up season six episode 10 awesome feels good double digits
1: i want to thank the sponsors one more time
0: thank uh wavespace audio for the music I always love the music thank you to young ideas dish for your dish and google product needs top five top 10 something nominee in the world so yeah hope you independent guys independent dish network retailer so yeah i hope you guys win so on behalf of myself and miss Caitlin here we're hey. done right we're done
1: with this episode
0: we'll see you in episode 11
1: <laughs> bye guys
0: later